Welcome back to the blunt and the bass. What's up? How are you? I'm good. Well, that's super awesome. I bet you are. You know who yeah. else is super awesome today? You? That guy on your shirt. Oh, Mr. Donald yeah. J. Trump. Because Never surrender. Dude, he uh, killed the uh, Iowa caucus. I mean, by a landslide. Like, whenever I was watching, like, the results last night, or not last night, this morning, and I was looking at it, and, I, and the song, Andrea Buccelli's song, Time to Say Goodbye, started playing in my ears <laughs> to all of the other candidates. <laughs> yeah. Here's your cue. <laughs> he smoked your asses. I think it's I think it's time to exit stage left, folks. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Goodbye. But well, I'm sorry. I'm like it's sad that it took what it took. I know. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised, but um you know, here we are again and it's just moving into another election year <laughs> and like they're always intense it is it, well everybody's on edge like oh. super intense and like you know i was intense and then after i saw the results of the ohio, iowa caucus i don't keep wanting to say uh iowa ohio but iowa caucus um then i was uh reminded the liberal meltdown that we're going to be able to experience for the next year. And I was like, I'm here for it. This is going to bring me lots of joy. <laughs> so I love it. Keep it coming. This is going to be good. It gives me life to watch them just lose their minds. It's our year to shine. <laughs> Never surrender. So I brought to your attention a uh, article about yeah. a, a mother that is transitioning her child, mm -hmm. which is biologically a girl and wants to transition them into a boy. Right. And they also uh, have Down syndrome. Yeah. So that's a lot. It's a lot. And, and this was, um, I mean, when you sent me that, I was just like that, this cannot be true. Like it's already, you know, um, a travesty that people are grooming children, but then to go a step further and groom a child that we know has like the, um, developmental delays and, um, you know, the intellectual disabilities that come along with it. And I don't mean that in any offensive way. I know a lot of Down syndrome people grow up and become, you know, um, independent on a lot of different levels, but it just seems like it's something that it's like, you're already taking advantage of somebody and now you're taking, you're exploiting someone even more because there is an added disability in there. And this is a good conversation for us to have because we talked about the Munchausen's by proxy syndrome last week with Gypsy Rose. And you and I both agree that we're seeing a lot of this with 
the Transtifa, the transitioning ideology cult, um, because it, it's a mental illness of the parents who are, they're exhibiting a form of child abuse. It's typically from a mother, but not always. Um, and they're either like, uh, causing symptoms or making up fake symptoms to gain sympathy for themselves, also gain attention, and then potentially gain monetary um, benefits as well. And this plays right into it. And this child uh, cannot read or write. How old is that child? I, I watched it and... I wish I could share the video, but um, I guess I'll share it on my IG without this episode or maybe link it to a highlight reel with this. How old is that child? Do you remember? I don't. I should have pulled up that arg article. It's all right. Um, but so this, uh, <laughs> for instance, we we're talking about children here. And this always brings me back to like, you know, the logical thing when we talk about what things children um, are allowed to do without parental consent, and then what things children are not allowed to do without parental consent. Um, and this is where this is one of the big things that's just mind boggling to me, because just some of the things that I had jotted down, they can't work, they can't get a tattoo. They can't buy or drink alcohol. They can't buy cigarettes. Um, they can't get a driver's license until 18 um, or 16, but that's a driver's permit. So that's supervision of some sort. Um, can't join the military. And then even a lot of like medical procedures cannot be done on children without parental consent. I mean, why can't these kids do those things Th this is my point like why can't these children i mean i i know that you don't have children but you're around children um and i have children of my own um i have one that's fully grown 21 and then i have a seven and a five-year-old and um you know every time these articles come across i always think about it in the perspective of like my kids, like, you know, what they are allowed to do, what they aren't allowed to do. And this is where I lose a lot of people in this transitioning cult, because it's like, they can't do these things, the things that I just talked about. And there's a lot of other things that they're not allowed to do, but you are allowing them because we have to think about it from the standpoint of, and, um, if people are not familiar with the whole transitioning process, this is how it breaks down. And I'm going to do just a quick uh, recap of what happens. It is a self-diagnosed. So the child, the minor child that is not emotionally or intellectually um, capable of making a lot of regular decisions in their daily life. We're talking about a child who has... Um, who lacks emotional capacity to like not have meltdowns maybe every, you know, 10 minutes or so, because we've seen children as young as like two years old, um, supposedly their parents are saying that they're trans up until, you know, preteens. 
Um, so these kids are self-diagnosing. They're showing signs of gender non-conforming behavior, which if you think about it, um, as children, we would encourage children to explore, to use their imagination. If they have siblings of the opposite sex, you see a lot of gender non-conforming behavior in um, almost every kid. But they have to exhibit gender non-conforming behavior for a specific period of time. They get to go to a, they get taken to like a gender therapy clinic. Um, and we have heard this testimony from a lot of detransitioners and then undercover videos that they either have to get one, but a maximum of three visits from a therapist. And then they get recommended to um, start like their gender transitioning um, journey. And then that, that person, that little child that has made this decision that says, I'm not a boy, I'm a girl, um, who's probably the same child that cried over spilled milk or cried over the socks that you wanted them to wear that morning, um, is now saying, I want to, because the treatment is patient-driven. So self-diagnosis, patient-driven treatment. You take this child, you start with like the social transitioning. So we see name changes. Um, you see a lot of the stereotypical appearance um, in that child. So if you have a boy and you're saying the boy's a girl, then you'll see, you know, hair grown out, dresses, pink, over the top, stereotypical girl stuff. And then we see pronoun changes as well. From that point, we move into medical. And this is where it gets really scary. Um, and this is where I believe you really get to start to connect the Munchausen's by proxy syndrome with the parents in this situation, because um, the social transitioning is more just like a general therapy. I mean, like a general attention seeking social media type thing, but then we get puberty blockers. And those are either um, they inject them. So they have to get shots. So you have to go to the doctor pretty frequently or they can do the surgery where they do like an implant. I think they can do one like under the arm. Um, and those also, which I believe a study just came out um, because there's not a lot of, uh, by the way, none of these puberty blockers or cross sex hormones, which is the next step after the puberty blocker have been uh, approved by the FDA. There's, there's not a lot of uh, data long-term studies to show the effects, but there was a study that just dropped and said that the puberty blockers, specifically the Lupron, um, is showing that um, there is an average seven-point drop in IQ in the children. Also, Lupron, <coughs> specifically, they know that it causes issues with bone density, and we are talking about growing children. So children that are on the puberty blockers have to go in for regular testing for their bone density. Now, now just speaking on a, a child that has Down syndrome and is transitioning, 
Yeah. They have medical issues. Yes. Yes. Like they have they, a heart heart problems. Thyroid, right? Right. From I mean, those. yes. And, and so like a, a decrease in the IQ, like all of these things, like wouldn't it be uh, like a high risk to transition a child that can't read and write with all of those medical conditions? I would think so. I mean, you're, we're, if you take a healthy child, that's a risk in itself. But then you're taking a child that is susceptible to those specific health issues that does have intellectual disabilities and developmental delays. And then you're adding to it and saying, hey, we know you're already at risk, but let's throw some more crap in you and put you at an even bigger risk of ruining all of the stuff that you're already struggling with. So whatever happened to the doctor's uh, oath of do no harm? I don't I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't have, I don't even have a degree. Like this is just me like talking slowly mm-hmm. and like putting piece and piece together and going, Hmm, you know what? That really doesn't add up. Yeah. Uh, I don't even have a degree. I don't have one either, but from a mom standpoint and from a common sense standpoint, for me, it doesn't make sense. I get it. I agree with you. I don't know how somebody with so much education and um, so much insight into what these drugs could potentially do would, um, with a clear conscience, say, yes, let's do this. Let's do this to a healthy child. But then, yes, let's do this to a sick child. I think uh, they must have uh, their student loans to pay off, so uh, they don't really care. Or I don't know. Paid <laughs> off for free by the taxpayers? I know, because that's what Biden said he was going to do. Yeah. Like, he didn't do that? Oh, no. Instead, he gave. He, he gave to other people, not us. But I don't want to pay for anybody's student loans, but you know what I mean. I know. What like, you there's, mean. there's underlying reason. It's because it makes money. Uh, it's something to talk about. And if they didn't, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, do everything in their uh, power uh, to help children, it doesn't even matter if it's like Down syndrome. Like, I mean, they have no moral uh, compass at that point. No, if you are giving a child any, any kind of, you know, hormone blockers, uh, cross, you know, sex medication, um, even, you know, I, you know, giving the child an idea of a double mastectomy, uh, like at that point, you're, you're a monster. I, you know, so just to, I mean, it doesn't really surprise me that they would do it with somebody that had Down syndrome. That was mine. Just putting it out there. No, I agree. I, do, I don't know. I mean, these people are, are just like pure evil. And that's, that's one of the big things that's so scary, though, is that so many people in the medical field have bought into this. Um, and none of it is logical. You know, and that's not even like I didn't even finish talking about what the Lupron could potentially do, because they're also saying that it sheds enamel on teeth, that um, there is degenerative spinal disc, painful joints, 
obviously mood swings because you're dealing with hormones in the body. We know this as women, we get mood swings with the natural rise rises um, of our hormones, but that it's maximized. It's radical mood swings, seizures, migraines, suicidal thoughts, obviously fertility issues. We know this, these children are being completely sterilized and then cognitive issues on that, on top of all of that. Um, then you get into the cross hormones, cross sex hormones, which are even stronger than the puberty blockers. And then from that point you go into, um, the surgeries, which are the permanent mutilization and sterilization of, or mutilation. I said that wrong. Mutilation of, a, of the children's bodies, um, for a temporary problem most yes. of the time. Most of the time, children that are allowed to grow like normal children, by the time they're 17, 18, they, they have yeah, let that go. It's an above 70% chance that um, the children, if they're showing signs of gender dysphoria when they're young, that they'll grow out of it naturally. If you just let them be, just let them be, you know? Um, and this is where... This is where we can clearly see that it is not the children. It is the parents. There is something wrong with the parents. And then now I can take it a step further and say that it's also um, severe negligence in the medical community for doing this, for participating in this. Well, I mean, I'll have to, I have to say like, there's probably lots of parents out there that have children that are experienced gender dysphoria and they're like, no, you're not doing this. And they're like telling their, their, you know, counselors, telling their teachers and these things are happening right behind their backs as well. Like, like there's, there's enough on both sides. And I just like to recognize that real quick because, uh, uh, at the end of the day, I know that there's some really good uh, and wonderful parents out there that uh, have, you know, experienced this as well. And especially with social media. Yeah. Social media is very influential. Uh, it, it is done uh, according to uh, it's deliberate, deliberately yeah. targeting children to convince them that this is, you know, the way of life. And if you look it up in other countries like China, they don't have the social media that that America. Isn't it funny Is it? that China it, does not allow TikTok in the ways that we have TikTok? China created TikTok and they don't allow like it in its full form that we experience. Isn't that funny? Isn't that telling? Doesn't that make anybody sit back and be like, why is that? Because I believe that uh, some of those things are very helpful, but it really just depends on what you're watching. And that's what they're getting. Like, you know, how to build things, how to fix things, how to do things, you know, so on and so forth. Gender ideology. They're not getting that. They're, they're not getting random opinions off they're of the internet. They're not queens all over the place, like trying to convince people and groom them. They're not getting Jeffrey Marsh and, you know, Jess, uh, James is smiling. 
um, Dylan Mulvaney, they're not getting those people that are, you know, convincing society that you were born in the wrong gender, that God made a mistake, that it, there is something inherently wrong with you, um, and that you need to destroy your physical body because you're struggling with some mental issue. They're Absolutely. not getting that. It drives me insane. Um, but yeah, so that's the process in itself. And then they go into the legal uh, transitioning of it. Um, and, you know, a lot of the argument with, you know, the left is you're not really ruining the child with the social transitioning. Well, I beg to differ. You are emotionally and psychologically ruining the child. I think there is long-term damage in that. And then they're like, well, you're not really ruining the child with the medical transitioning. That's a fucking lie because you are ruining the child. For one, none of these drugs are FDA approved. For two, most of them, we don't have long-term studies on to talk about the serious side effects, but there are some studies out there that are like the one that I just talked about, Lupron in particular, which I've done a few videos on already. And then there's one of the other ones that was also showing um, brain swelling with um yes so um and then you go into the surgeries which we've seen undercover videos of professors like doctors talking how oh well it's reversible they're saying you you know we'll do a double mastectomy you can just put boobs back if you change your mind like no you cannot it's not the same thing like and we're getting so many and you know this is good that we're getting a lot of the detransitioners now that are talking about how what mm -hmm. if the medical field is basically lying to us which we know this i mean we know that it's it, it's irreversible damage that they're doing um to these children and the bigger issue here is if there are kids that are um, you know, talking about how they feel uncomfortable in their own body and how, you know, they think there is something wrong with them. I, um, I can't understand how this is a mental issue. There's obviously something mentally and emotionally triggering them to react and respond in this way. And this is the only mental issue where there is a, a physical solution for it. Instead mm -hmm. of addressing the mental and emotional issue there and trying to figure out what the root of the problem is here, because I firmly believe a lot of it is coming from abused, abused children, whether they were physically abused, emotionally abused, sexually abused, um, instead of finding the root of the problem, they are slapping on a Band-Aid and compounding the problem because we're also seeing suicidal rates increase after transitioning, not decrease. And that's always their argument. Their argument is, you know, I'd rather my child alive um, and be a different gender than be dead. Well, that's a lie because we're seeing that the rates of suicide increase. And of course they would. 
Because this is a child that has a mental and emotional issue. There's something wrong going on mentally. And then you compound that those issues with actual physical issues because you're pumping them with hormones. You're also compounding the mental and emotional issue because you're telling them that there is something wrong with them. You're affirming it. You're saying, yes, I agree with you. There's something wrong with you. Instead Let's of, fix it. Yeah. Um, and then you're saying, yeah, let's, you know, move into this and, and then you expect a different outcome. Like I always, I always think about this. It's like, okay, so I'm anorexic. I'm clearly underweight. That anorexia is a mental disorder, correct? But I am basically starving my body. I go into a therapist and I say, Hey, I'm anorexic. You know, like, um, but my issue is because, because if you're my therapist, I'm going to tell you I'm fat. Now, if you're approaching me from the standpoint that, um, somebody in a gender therapy clinic, you would say what I'm saying, Hey, super awesome. I'm fat, but I'm skinny. Where? Huh? Where are you? Where? No, you would say, yeah, I agree with you. You are fat. (laughs) And I would say, um, because I'm fat, uh-huh. I need liposuction. And you would write me a referral. That sounds reasonable. You would be like, yes, I am affirming your mental illness. You are fat. And I agree with you. Even though I'm a medical professional and I'm emotionally mature and you're 15 and you um, are basically saying, you know, you're in the driver's seat of this. You are fat. I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you get the liposuction that you deserve, even though I don't have an ounce of fat on me and it would kill me. You're going to be like, yes, do it. Go right in. Uh, I'm depressed. I'm suicidal. I come in and I say, you know what? I'm depressed. I'm suicidal. I don't deserve to live. I want to jump off of a bridge. I want to end my life. You would be like, I agree with you. Do it. Is this not fucking asinine? Like, it's the same thing. We're saying the same. I get distracted. Your talk. <laughs> so, if you're not watching on Rumble, Jana, her dog just jumped in the frame. <laughs> so cute. Um, but yeah, is that not insane? No, it is. It's absolutely insane. Uh, I just, I, I, sometimes I fear that people just don't believe it's true and like, it just is going to continue to get worse. Like it's not really happening, even though we're right. like, 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 even though it's being reported on, even though like people are seeing the stories of detransitioners, like all the warning signs are there. However, they just choose not to listen or participate because for maybe they don't have kids or, you know, or maybe they just don't want to hear what really is going on in reality. Yeah. That just like these, you know, people are identifying in different genders, like they get to choose and pick what their reality is going to look like uh, politically, you know, emotionally, uh, financially, you know. Uh, people just choose to believe certain ways. And uh, sometimes that is very devastating uh, for not only themselves, but for others. 
well. Um, I agree with you because clearly society would not be in the situation that it's in if everybody would be like, okay, stop. Let me think through this logically. And if the medical field as a whole would be like, you know what? This is wrong. We're not doing this. Um, but people um, have lost their moral compass or they're just, they sold their souls to the devil and the almighty dollar is what drives them. Yeah. But I mean, we, we agree the cruelest thing that you can do is to affirm someone's mental illness. Because I mean, you're, you're allowing them to buy into a lie yes. early on in life and that will affect their adulthood. And as, I mean, as a parent, I would hope that you would want a functioning member of society. You would want to know that your child could take care of themselves with or without you. You know what I mean? That, that they'd have the confidence and the love and the, you know, the respect that they need to have a happy, joyous and free life on some kind of level. Like, like that's what I would hope that uh, parents would want to do for their children. Um, and it doesn't always look like that. Yeah. And, you know, I know that people have hard times. Uh, I just wish that they would, you know, really think about what they were participating in before participating in it. Like parents, you know, sometimes they think they're doing the right thing, but like if it involves you doing any of these things, I don't think that. But I mean, where the parents themselves are, are suffering from mental illness. And I, and I truly believe that what the, these young kids that are being transitioned, it's the parents suffering from the mental illness, whether it's Munchausen's by proxy or something else. Um, I truly believe that it is the parents suffering from something that they are just desperate for, you know, attention and um, whatever else comes with exploiting your child in that way and that's just really sad because a parent's job should be to you know protect you know my job is to raise my children to, you know to be good people to you know to be children that you know exhibit the qualities that are going to allow them to get into heaven to teach them to have a relationship with god to you know make sure that their moral compass is sound and we see parents who are doing the opposite they're exploiting their children they're ruining their children's lives you know they're like damaging them psychologically emotionally physically and it's abuse it's abuse at the hands of your parents and that's just heartbreaking it's heartbreaking to see and you you mentioned the whole down syndrome thing so whenever you mentioned that article, I just want to point out that, um, so I did a quick Google search and I found that it's a whole thing. It's called drag syndrome. There's a website. It is, um, nothing but down syndrome people 
who are like uh, drag queens and of like the queer community. Um, and they have like tours, they have like this whole social media thing. Um, and that that's, that's wild to me. Like, it's, it made me uncomfortable looking at the pictures because it's like, we're already dealing with people grooming their own kids, but who is, who, who, who are grooming these Down syndrome people to convince them of this? Because you know they didn't come up with this on their own. And it's really sad because they are also very susceptible to influence. Absolutely. And I, I think they uh, love to people please on some kind of level. Yes. Uh, I think they... Childlike, you know, they're... Yes, very innocent. So, you know, put them in a position where... Uh, that they would not only uh, want to dress uh, the opposite sex. I, I feel like that's like like a long shot. Like, I mean, it's hard for me to believe that, you know, uh, these, adult, uh, these adults that have Down syndrome are signing up for drag. Uh, who's, uh, who's in these group homes? Yeah. Uh, what's the ages of these group homes? Uh, what, what's being taught to these children? I mean, honestly, uh, what you know, else is happening to them is my concern. Right. To make them se to sexualize them to the point where they felt like they needed to be another gender or to make them feel like that they would actually want to do drag. I mean, it's just and hard for me to believe. There's some scantily clad photos too. And that's what made me even more uncomfortable because who, who is, who is teaching, who is exploiting them in these uh, situations. And then it, it, it always brings me back. It's very triggering for me because it always brings me back to sexual abuse. And, and, and that makes me concerned because when you're dealing with somebody who you know, um, is very susceptible to influence and doesn't have the, uh, emotional or intellectual capacity of like a normal adult. And I'm not saying that in a negative way because they have a childlike innocence and someone is exploiting it. And it, it really bugs me because it's like, to what degree we can only see the surface, what right. they're exploiting, but you want me to believe that they're not exploiting more? You know? Yeah. How, how, how far does that run? Right. When, where does it stop? Where is right. that person's boundary? Because if you're going to exploit a child, if you're going to exploit someone with a disability, where is your boundary? You're already a fucked up person because you clearly don't have a moral compass. So you want me to believe that, you know, oh, well, it just stops here. Really? How do I know that? Right. Oh. It's disgusting. It is. We could go on, okay. but <laughs> we can only take too much of this subject or what we would lose our mind. I'm going to put the, uh, the down syndrome website that I did find in the show notes. So I would encourage other people to just check it out just to see, um, not for exploitation purposes, but just for awareness, because if people don't know what's going on, you know, a lot of people don't believe it. They just think we're out here being conspiracy theorists. And it's like, we're not, this stuff's actually happening in society. And 
you know, people need to know about it in order to be able to make change in a positive way. So. Well, I think this is a wrap. This is. Um, but speaking of change in a positive way, real quick. What you got? Uh, my freedom cart, guys. So it is the new year. Uh, Super awesome and I are always in the gym. Um, I know we both capitalize on getting our healthy, toxin-free products from my freedom cart. Again, I know we've talked about it before, but this is a great way to support businesses, freedom-loving businesses, patriot-owned businesses. Um, and this is something that you are completely replacing. This is an extra stuff that you're doing. You're just replacing whatever you're already spending and probably saving a little bit of money too at that. So I'm going to put our link also in the show notes for that one. So go check out myfreedomcart.com. Um, and the Patriot Barbie is available to personally answer any questions that you have on it. This is her business. This is her startup. Um, she is super passionate about it and we love to be a part of it so go check it out and she's super awesome she is (laughs) well we all hope that you have a great day until next time